having played in a league with them for five years, you know, you start to recognize the tendencies of certain players. And I mean, I just have a lot of respect for all of them too. And I'm proud of all of us for sticking with this league and still being a part of it. Um, yeah, I'm proud to be a part of the NWHL and what we're doing for women's hockey and uh, women's sports in general. So uh, just hats off to them for still being a part of it. Hello, women's hockey fans. Erica Ayala here bringing you another installment of our original eight series. This is conversations that I have had, one-on-one conversations with each of the original eight. We have two more to secure to make it a full set. Pretty confident in one, still working on another, but I will keep you updated. All that to say, this Wednesday, you will hear my conversation with Kareen Bowie. Kareen Bowie has been in the league all five years, just like all of the other original eight. She started out with the Boston Pride and won the 2016 Isabel Cup with that team. And then she won the 2017 Isabel Cup with the Buffalo Buttes. And that's where she has remained for the last four seasons of her NWHL career. Kareen and I spoke just before the play-in game for season five. The Buffalo Buttes were hosting the Connecticut Whale. Kareen and the Buttes did not get past the Connecticut Whale to keep her streak alive, but you will hear her refer a little bit to being able to play in every Isabel Cup final. Then I talked to Kareen, as I do with all of the other original eight, about some of the other players in the league that have played all five seasons. I talked to her about what she hopes for the next five years of the NWHL. And we also had a really interesting conversation about some of the ways that Kareen herself has transitioned what she's doing off of the ice. And I'm going to let her tell it, but I'll give you a little bit of a hint. If Kareen ever wants to work for the Founding Four Pod, she is welcome with open arms. This is my interview with Kareen Bowie. As I mentioned, Kareen, I also wanted to talk to you about you being one of the five players that's been in the league from the beginning. So I have a little bit of a template that we'll go off of. I'm asking similar questions to all eight of the players um, and then just some that will cater towards your experience in particular. Um, but first, when you kind of sit back and think now that you're getting ready for the playoffs, I mean, you've done this, you've gone into the playoffs five times. Uh, and you've come out of the playoffs playoffs two times as Isabel Cup champion. Uh, just thinking about the entirety of your career, um, what makes you most excited, most thankful? Uh, what are you? Um, in, what do you reflect on the most when you think of particularly your playoff appearances in these past five seasons? Well, I'm trying not to think about it too much because I've been <laughs> fortunate enough to make it to the final game uh, every year. So. Just take it one game at a time. You know, we've got to make it past Friday to make it to the semifinal round. So I'm just focusing on that Friday game. And, you know, March is always an exciting time of year for me. My birthday is on March 7th, so it always comes up right around the time of playoffs. And um, I'm just really excited. There's nothing like playoff hockey, and uh, I'm just super pumped. Yeah, well, happy birthday, early birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and as he said, it's a, it's um, you know, it's, it's 
in some ways a different position than the Buttes have been in, but in other ways, maybe not so, because this is the second year now that you've had, a, or the league has had a play-in game, I should say, the first time that the Buttes are in this position. Do you think that changes anything, uh, Kareen, knowing that, um, you know, that it's, it's one game throughout the rest of the season to not only get to that final, but to hoist the cup? Uh, I think it changes things a little bit because, I mean, it's just one more do-or-die game. But this year we do we did play um, – I mean, we don't have to worry so much as far as, like, in the previous season we only played, like, one game a week, a weekend. But now we play the two games a weekend, so we shouldn't be too worried about, like, you know, playing Friday and then having – when we win, uh, having that travel day Saturday and going to Boston, you know, playing two games. But um, – I mean, it's just one more, one more pit stop on the way to, to hopefully winning the Isabel Cup. There you go. There you go. Keeping the eye on the prize, yep. <laughs> for sure. Um, and so, again, um, you are one of eight players to to be in this league since the beginning. And uh, what I've been asking each of the players as I speak to them is, um, obviously there have been players that you've been able to take that journey alongside as teammates, but then there's a good majority of those eight players that you've faced in the, the past five seasons. And so the latter is, is what I'd like you to focus on. When you think of some of the players that you have not played on an NWHL team with? Because I know that you've played on CWHL teams with some of them, perhaps. But um, when you think of the NWHL in, in particular, and you think of a player like um, Madison Packer, Shannon Doyle, um, you've got Jordan Brickner that you haven't played with, uh, and you didn't play with Kaylee Fratkin or Elena Orlando either. I think I got everyone. Um, so you basically played with, with Dempsey and and you're the, you're the last standing uh, butte. So, but when you think of those other players, and and do you um, do you game plan a little bit differently to go up against any one of them? Uh, what are your thoughts about them also being five timers? Just anything you can share about uh, again your opponents that are in a similar position to yourself? Um, I wouldn't say that I like prepare differently, but I mean you've gotten to see that having played in the league with them for five years, you know, you start to recognize the tendencies of certain players. And I mean, I just have a lot of respect for all of them too. And I'm proud of all of us for sticking with this league and still being a part of it. Um, yeah, I'm proud to be a part of the NWHL and what we're doing for women's hockey and uh, women's sports in general. So uh, just hats off to them for still being a part of it. Yeah, and that's something that I think has been consistent from everyone that I've spoken to. And just that in anything in life, right, sticking something out uh, over time can be tough. But then you think of where women's hockey is um and not just the NWHL, unfortunately, but just all of women's hockey, where you really do have to calculate what your career is going to look like post college and even if you have a career so for you you know I'm curious what year to year that has looked like and and what brings you back um to playing uh every every season um in the past five years well I guess it's just uh the love of the game and loving to compete and be a part of a team 
and hockey has been a part of my life since I was six years old. And uh, I've been living in Buffalo. I've been uh, more and more comfortable here each year. So there's an opportunity to play. I want to be able to play. Um, I guess I kind of have put my career on hold a little bit, but I'm not regretting that. I, I am, um, yeah, I've, I've been working, I was working at a coffee shop for three years or the four years. And then I actually just this past year, I started pursuing studying audio engineering and it was like a flexible program that allowed me to still be playing hockey and everything. And I've taken that program and I am not working at the coffee shop anymore. I'm, uh, I've been working at Buffalo state college as like a sound, like a stage tech audio, audio, um, like a stage tech stage hand, uh, yeah. like just learning in that field. So I'm still able to pursue other things outside of hockey and still able to play. So it's great. Yeah, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed founding four podcasts ever gets big and, uh, we, we need a producer. Now I know hey. who to call. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. So I want to stay there for a little bit. Um, was that always something that was interesting to you? Just kind of being able to, to deal with, with, as you said, audio and sound. I mean, podcasts are a really big deal right now. Yeah, that's really taking off. Um, I guess, so I got my degree in college in marketing and it wasn't really something that, I guess it was more, let's say, focused on hockey in college and I had to choose a major, I had to choose something like there was a little bit of a spark of interest in marketing for me, but um, after college when looking to jobs, that wasn't really something I was looking to get behind a desk and take a, a marketing job or anything like that. So um, I've always been really passionate about music and like creative things. So when my friend took this same program and uh, she kind of encouraged me to jump into it and I had the availability to do it. So I decided to do it and it was exciting to be going back, um, you know, like a few years after college. It's just I I wanted to go back and learn a new skill. Learning is exciting. So it it was fun for me to to get to be a student again. Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo State, my sister, one of my sisters went there yeah. for undergrad. Yeah, she that, had a good time. Yeah, it's a really good school, especially for the arts. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's so many opportunities in that field. So I figured it would be a good opportunity for me. That's amazing. I love that you're able to do that. And, you know, I think that going back to, to school is it's always something that's tough, um, especially if you've been out for a, a little while. But uh, in this case, in, in some respects, it sounds like at least um, you being able to um, continue your passion for hockey has left your schedule a little flexible. And, and now perhaps you, you are pursuing a passion elsewhere off the ice. So that's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. That's really cool. That's really cool. And it, it kind of reminds me also of, uh, I was able to speak with Anya and Lovisa Salander, because I know both of them are, are taking part in, in that uh, crossover into business program. And it seems like there are more programs that are realizing that, I mean, you know, big shocker here, but, uh, you know, that athletes also have other interests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it might be nice to, while they are professional athletes, to also gain some other skills that help them uh, as they transition out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, I think this kind of leads into another question that I've been asking all of the five timers, as I like to say, but that is, um, 
if you look ahead into the next five years, let's say of the NWHL, um, what would be some things, and, and maybe it is some of the, the accoutrement, as I like to say, uh, of, of what it means to be in this league, such as educational opportunities, but you know, what would you like to see? What do you hope for, for something that you had a very real part in, in um, maybe not creating from the ground up, but certainly for sustaining as, as an athlete, as, as a pioneer? Uh, I guess I'd just like to see like steady growth and continuing to build our fan bases and uh, hopefully if we can expand into uh, other markets and get some more teams and just growth, you know, more marketing, more, uh, more people to know about us, you know, Um, obviously I'd like to see more stability as far as like stuff for being a player, you know, uh, higher salaries, but, um, I just, yeah, I know that this takes time and this is like a big deal growing a league from the ground up. So, um, as long as we can keep, uh, going in the right direction and being patient with it, I think that that's good. Yeah. I think we're on the right path. Yeah, it, it seems that way. I mean, there certainly have been some hurdles this year, uh, and there have been hurdles every year. If we're being if we're being completely honest, I think we can yeah. say that without you know it being a shocker. There there have been a lot of hurdles. Uh, yeah, it's been a roller coaster. Yeah, for individual teams, obviously for individual players, and as a league as a whole. But um, I am I am curious. Another thing I've I've been asking is, do you see yourself uh, as a part of of that future in in the next five years? whether it's uh, as a player or any other ways that you um, desire to get involved in women's hockey, even if that means your playing days are done? Uh, I guess I kind of feel like last year I was like, oh, we'll see. And then I started playing. And then now, like, thinking of it again, I'm like, oh, we'll see. But, I mean, I'm probably going to be – I don't really think, like, too far down the road. But, like, I I guess – I'm not ready. I don't see myself as being ready to hang up the skates. So I guess I'm, I'm still keeping up with the game and everything. So I guess I'll probably want to continue to play and, um, yeah, I don't want to, I'm not ready to walk away from the sport. So, and if opportunities come about to support it in other ways, I'll probably want to do that too. So I guess we'll see. All right, we're keeping it open. I'm I'm here for it. We'll we'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> I'm not the biggest. I'm not the biggest planner. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You like yeah. to kind of know when when you've made your choice, and then let let folks know along the way. I get it. That yeah. makes sense. Um, I will ask you uh, just a few more here uh, before I let you go, Bowie. But um, I want if you could maybe share what have been some of your fondest memories. Uh, as part of the league, um, any, you know, special travels, obviously, again, I mentioned you've got two championships, so that's pretty exciting. But, you know, if, if someone were to ask you to do a roundup of, let's say maybe like top three to five, uh, moments, uh, while being with the NWHL, I mean, what off the top of your head comes to mind? Um, I guess there's just so many moments that are special, like, um, you know, being a part of a team and hanging out in the locker room, you know, you kind of dread those long bus rides, but you can sometimes those end up being like the funnest of times sitting on the back of the bus with your friends and just being immature and making jokes and being goofy. 
that we've had a lot of fun this year with that. Um, uh, the autograph signings with seeing the little girls come through the line and smiling and wanting to take pictures with us and wanting to, you know, I see, we all, I think we all see ourselves in those little girls coming through the line. You know, that was us when we were younger. So those are really special moments. Um, yeah, I think those are just what pop out to me. Besides like the championships are obviously really special, but yep. just having fun with the team and being able to be role models for the girls and all the fans and everything. Yeah, it, it does seem like it's uh, this really great responsibility. And I mean that in, in all, you know, forms of, of the phrase. Uh, it's it's exciting. Uh, but I would imagine that it can be kind of like, oh, man, like, do you ever really think about that? I mean, even, even in your day-to-day, -day, like, you know, people know me as someone in the NWHL. Does that ever change how you go about things? Um, I guess I'm just used to it by now, having it. Uh, I've kind of always been like known as like, oh, she's the hockey player. Yeah. Like when I see, like when I go, am I, uh, you know, it's kind of always been like that for me. So it's, I mean, it's something I enjoy um, being able to be like a spokesperson for the sport and everything. And people, you know, people talk to me about the buttes and the league and everything all the time. So it's a great uh, responsibility and, I enjoy it. Yeah, well, you take it on like like a true pro, uh, and Thank so you. it's been it's been a joy to to watch you over the last several years and and see your leadership style grow and and we'll see. There's still more to come. It sounds like so. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks as for helping out and doing so much for the league and everything. I appreciate that. I truly do. But it's it's a joy of mine. Um, and anything that's able to help uh, highlight all of the players is, is truly a joy of mine, but thanks for joining this uh, special episode of, uh, of the founding four pod. And like I said, I'm going to have to hit you up, get you some producer credits uh, or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, hopefully I'll see you before the uh, end of the season, but uh, best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much. As always, thank you for listening to the Founding Four podcast. We know there's lots going on, lots to be vigilant about when it comes to our health and safety in particular as coronavirus is making its way around the world and impacting us here in North America. Uh, that All that said, please take time out to do whatever brings you joy. And for me, that is bringing you the Founding Four podcast. Thank you to those who are a member of the Sports Talk with ELA podcast uh, or Patreon posse. Um, your monthly subscription allows me to keep the show going. And who doesn't want some women's hockey talk as we find ourselves without sports altogether? A special shout out to the NWHL Players Association, which made a donation towards the work that I do, um, specifically the Founding Four podcast. That was very unexpected, but much appreciated. Thank you, Anya Packer. Thank you to the entire Players Association, not just for the donation, but for sharing your stories. We heard from Kareen. This installment, we'll hear from Jillian Dempsey on the next edition of the original eight recently had a conversation with Kaylee Fratkin that I think everyone will really enjoy. And, um, so 
just thank you. Thank you to everyone. And hopefully we can continue this women's hockey, this WOHO community, and be supportive of each other. Whether that's re-watching games together or having fun trivia and all that good stuff. I hope to bring interviews to the table. And we also know that we have the... NWHL Open Ice that's still going strong so check that out and uh, we'll just keep keep going day by day stay healthy stay happy and if you if you are so inclined listen to the founding four podcast to keep your spirits up all right folks Next week on The Original Eight, you'll hear from Jillian Dempsey. I had a really great conversation with Jillian. It, it was kind of two conversations, but her insight on the game is amazing. Um, it's been really great to see Jillian Dempsey shine in the NWHL for those of us who weren't lucky enough to know her during her CWHL career or her career at Harvard and and well before. You'll hear from Jillian Dempsey next week. We'll keep the Founding Four pod going with different one-on-one interviews. Of course, there's a lot to analyze just about how teams, how players uh, around the world are dealing with uh, no Worlds, uh, the championships, uh, the Frozen Four was brought to an end. Um, and of course, we have that the Isabel Cup final was postponed. So lots of uh, reflecting to do for sure and hope to capture some of that on the Founding Four pod. But for now, uh, signing off until next time, Erica Ayala 